Ah, welcome to Movie Magic. We would be honored if you would join us. Five, six, eight. Five, one thousand. Four, one thousand. Three, one thousand. I am the father. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Are you one of those single-tier people? All the dogs in King's Landing howl through the night. They cry out for their true queen. I'm Batman. Name's Bond. James Bond. One of them leads to the castle at the center of the labyrinth, and the other one leads to certain death. <gasps> Go ahead. Make my day. He sounds like quite a man. A passenger has died on the train. Who gave the order to kill me? Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM, 89.3. Commence primary ignition. There's a new Alien Invasion TV series that I'm watching right now, and I'll tell you if it's worth your time or not in today's episode of Movie Magic. Yes, there's another one of those movies, but before I give you my two cents worth, I'd like to list um, some of the past Alien Invasion movies that brought me here to this topic. Steven Spielberg is one director that believes that there is life out there. We are not the only ones. I share the same belief, and although his 1982 movie E.T. is not exactly an alien invasion movie, uh, it's about an alien coming to Earth, and it had a very cute little Drew Barrymore, who, by the way, is Steven Spielberg's goddaughter. But back to the movie. If something bad did happen to E.T. on Earth, uh, in that in that movie, in that script, you can be rest assured that that movie would have had a different ending. It wouldn't be child-friendly at all, and it would get a different rating, and I wouldn't be wearing the T-shirt. It is one of Spielberg's most successful movies. In fact, he uses the E.T. silhouette, you know, the, the one flying across the moon in the basket of a BMX bike, as his company's logo, Amblin. Now, going on to the next Alien movie, the 1982 version of The Thing was actually a remake. Maybe it was a remake of a remake, but this version by John Carpenter was fantastic, as it was mysterious and you don't know what's going to happen next. Now, to best experience this movie, you must watch it uh, in a very cold room, in a very cold air-conditioned room. You know, crank the temperature down as low as you can go, and then watch this movie for the full experience. I bet you won't be disappointed. The shock moments and the cold will make it a great date movie to get under the blankets and cuddle. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM, 89.3. I was blown away with the visuals of Independence Day, not to be mistaken for Independence Day, released in 1983, as that's a whole different story. This 1996 movie had Will Smith, and Bill Pullman, and it kind of set the tone for alien disaster films of that genre. Now, I wasn't a big fan of the so-called sequel, Independence Day Resurgence, and although it was visually great, the storyline was mm, forgettable. In fact, I can't even remember what's it all about. It makes me doubt if I ever even watched the movie. H.G. Wells's War of the Worlds has two versions the original that was done in 1953, and the Spielberg version in 2005. Although both are good in their own right, I still prefer the radio play narrated by Orson Welles. Maybe because I listened to that first, 
before watching the movies and I had my imagination of the radio play in my head, which was a better version of, you know, someone else's version. It's like reading a book before watching the movie. The book is always better. Now, I wasn't born yet when the radio version was broadcast, but I listened to it as part of my research before teaching radio broadcasting as I had to touch on the history and effectiveness of radio. When the 1938 radio drama was broadcast in the States, people listening to it started to panic because they thought there was really an alien invasion happening. It caused panic. That's why I like it more than the movie versions. It only goes to show the power of radio. Money FM 89.3 The 2007 movie, The Invasion, starring Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig, felt more like a zombie movie than an alien movie. The only difference is, this movie, unlike zombie movies, didn't have people walking around with flesh and skin falling off their faces. I wasn't a big fan of this movie, although I like both Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig. I like their acting. Another alien invasion movie, which is like a zombie movie, is the 1978 movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, this is actually a remake of a 1956 movie. Come to think of it, I have a strange feeling that the 2007 movie that I mentioned just a while ago uh, about Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig, you know, the invasion, is just another remake, as although it has different actors and it's in a different timeline, the story is kind of the same. Now, I didn't get the chance to watch the 1956 version, but among the two remakes, the 2007 version and the 1978 version, the 1978 version gets my vote. It has a younger version of Donald Sutherland and Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I just love Jeff Goldblum. And it also had an older version of Kevin McCarthy, who was in the original 1956 version of the movie. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. Now, as you can tell, I like watching alien invasion movies or movies with aliens. I liked Alien when it was first released, and so did I like Predator. These two movies have, you know, a mysterious horror feel to it. Not an invasion, but something is lurking nearby, and you don't know what it is or when it's going to strike. Likewise for M. Night Shyamalan's movie, Signs. Now, if you can ignore the rubbery-looking alien, you'll find the story great, and the backstory as well. That was great. The acting was great as well, and so was the direction, and most of all, it had that mysterious horror feel to it. Personally, it's one of my favorite alien movies. And it had a con feel as well. I have two other favorite alien movies, A Quiet Place and its sequel. These alien invasion movies must be watched back-to-back. And it's one of those movies that will make you eat your popcorn in silence as you anticipate what might and might not happen. The jump shocks are so well done in these two movies. Another two movies which are considered a continuation of one another are Cloverfield and 10 Cloverfield Lane. These two movies must be watched back to back as well. It's mysterious and captivating. Money FM 89.3 Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. A couple of episodes ago of Movie Magic, I spoke about two movies that I really, really liked Last Night in Soho and Dune. The director for Last Night in Soho, Edgar Wright, did write and direct an alien invasion movie before. 
It's titled The World's End, and it has Simon Pegg in it, who also co-wrote it with Edgar Wright. Now, as usual, Edgar Wright picks great songs to go with the flow of the movie. In this movie, it's super fast-paced, and so is the soundtrack that goes with it. I love this movie as it doesn't feel like an alien movie. There's a lot of drinking in this movie as the characters go pub crawling and you know what, that's all I'm going to say. Just in case you haven't watched this 2013 science fiction comedy. Speaking of science fiction alien invasion comedies, Tim Burton loves to work with a particular composer for most of his movies. That's up next on Movie Magic. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. So director Tim Burton loves to work with Danny Elfman when it comes to, you know, setting his movies with a soundtrack. Danny Elfman knows how to capture the mood for what Tim Burton is going for and he did it before um, with Batman, Edward Scissorhands, uh, Beetlejuice, The Nightmare Before Christmas and the list goes on. You would think that the composer and director are joined at the hips. In Tim Burton's Mars Attacks, Danny Elfman captures exactly what Tim Burton was going for, and that is the old 60s style alien invasion soundtrack. The movie had some big names in them, like Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close, Pierce Brosnan, Natalie Portman, Annette Benning, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox, Martin Short, Danny DeVito, Jack Black, Tom Jones, you know, the list just goes on. But the movie, with all those big names, was supposed to be a parody of the alien movies of the 60s. Tim Burton purposely made the set look dated. But somehow, it didn't cut it for me. I didn't quite find it funny at all. More weird than funny. But I do like the poster, and I would wear the t-shirt if I could find one. But there are alien invasion comedies that did work for me, and that is the Men in Black franchise. It is fun and entertaining. My children, when they were little, used to dress up like the Men in Black, you know, with dark glasses and so on, and make believe that they were the characters. You know what? It's about time I speak about this new Alien Invasion series that got me hooked, and the reason for this week's episode of Alien Invasion Movies right here on Movie Magic. The series is titled Invasion, and it's on Apple TV. It doesn't have many big blockbuster names acting in them, except for veteran Sam Neill. However, not having many veteran actors doesn't mean that they fall short in their acting, which goes to show that it only takes great directors to bring out the best in their performances. Now, not many that I've spoken to like the series, and that's because it has a slow burn. A very, very, very slow burn. As if you placed your candle in the freezer before lighting the wick. But that said, the series gives it time to build character development with every single character in the series. So if you're an impatient person, you may find this a little boring. As for me, I find it very interesting. The series gives us a perspective of what could happen to our planet if it was invaded by aliens and how we would come together globally to work together. Since it's a US production, it starts off in the US. Don't worry, I will avoid spoilers here. Um, uh, There's a small town with a cornfield. Uh, Funny, isn't it, Uh, that a cornfield is quite common in alien movies and horror movies too. Hmm. 
It's a standard. Then there's the big city in the U.S. and it centers around an Indian family. The wife is a doctor, by the way, so there's a little bit of stereotyping. There's a space rocket launch from Japan, JASA to be precise. There's a battle scene in Afghanistan with U.S. troops and uh, the Taliban. And then the British students that go on a field trip in the outskirts of England. Now, at this point, I had to turn my subtitles on as I couldn't understand the strong British accent and the speed that some of the children spoke in. For example, Yellow Wanker, that's why you call you in it. Yeah, I didn't understand it either until I turned on the subtitles. And from these scenes, characters are developed. So there may be something or someone that we can identify with. Now, so far, I have been enjoying it and uh, how things are unfolding. But it just might not be your cuppa. And you might get lost as they switch from Japan to US to UK to Afghanistan and so on. And you'd be wondering, hey, what happened to Sam Neill? It's hard to follow the characters unless you binge watch, which I don't like to do. And I can't, even if I wanted to, as each episode is released on Fridays on Apple TV. And if it is an alien invasion movie that is not of your taste, well, I just gave you a list of other alien movies that you can choose from in this episode of Movie Magic. Like in most alien invasion movies, the formula is simple. Aliens try to invade Earth. All the nations come together and fight the aliens. However, there may be some people that are selfish and just care of their own livelihood and go against the grain with conspiracy theories. Kind of what's happening in the world today. The alien invasion in this case is the pandemic. Some of us have come together to fight it and protect ourselves and our loved ones by following our authorities, while others are questioning and protesting and spreading conspiracy theories. Oh, by the way, if you don't like the Apple TV series Invasion, you might just like the soundtrack. I'm Colin Gomez, and this has been Movie Magic on Money FM 89.3. Stay safe and live long and prosper, my friend. Money FM 89.3.